0: Hey folks, welcome back to the Friday show here on the Culture Jack podcast. My name is Dustin and I'd like to welcome you officially to your weekend. I know the show's coming out a little bit late today. Uh, I had to deal with some stuff. It feels like I'm always dealing with stuff now and I, I think that may just be a side effect of getting older and living an adult life and having responsibilities and things, but things pop up, man. And um, I'm not going to say that that was an excuse not to have the episode out to you at one o'clock in the morning, Alaska Standard Time. Uh, But here we are. We're we're talking about fanboys today on the show. But before we get started with the show, if you are new to the Culture Jack podcast, we have several shows that we put out uh, every week. Uh, We have several shows that we put out on a semi-regular basis as well, but we are We're putting out uh, three to five shows every single week. So uh, check us out, you know, if you haven't seen our other shows or I guess listened to our other shows. We've got one on uh, Sunday where we talk about movie news on Monday. uh, Kind of a unique perspective from my co-host, Anthony. Uh, And then on Thursday, we have the Culture Jack News Desk where we talk about video game news. And then today, of course, the Friday show where I get to talk about what Whatever the hell I want to talk about. And then occasionally we have a Saturday show called On Today's Episode where we talk about uh, movies and television shows, give them kind of a a review and and recap and what we think is maybe going to happen. What's going to come next? Is it going to get a sequel? Is that really the bad guy? All all that kind of stuff. So if you haven't checked out our other shows, do that because they're good. At least some of them are pretty dang good. Uh, And we do have that full archive on... Gosh, we've got it on everything. We've got it on SoundCloud, on Audible, on Amazon, on Spotify, on Stitcher Radio, on iHeartRadio, on Pandora uh, Radio. We've got all the episodes are now available on Facebook as well. So if you like to doom scroll your timeline, uh, you can also listen to us ramble in the background while you do it. Uh, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast or followed the podcast, please do so. Um and we've got the social medias as well, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, and Twitter at Culture Jacked. But before, uh, I, I was going to say before we get into the show, we're already into the show. I guess I'm looking forward to the end of this episode. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, I'm looking forward to the end of this episode so I can have some goldfish. I found some goldfish in one of the drawers in my kitchen. And I think I'm going to have myself a little goldfish snack. Ah. Uh, I really, I've always liked goldfish and cheezits and the cheesy, uh, crackery snacks. Uh, ever since I was young, maybe that's why I'm in such poor health uh, now. Is all of these processed foods? Perhaps I don't know. It, it could be. So uh, we are talking about fanboys today, and as I was, I was writing down some uh, quick, early, cursory notes about fanboys about what I wanted to talk about today. This is not one of my my standard. Full-bodied scripted podcast that you may enjoy. Maybe you don't. Maybe you enjoy these kind of freewheeling exploratory ones a little bit more. Uh, this is what I feel like may start another series. And I know I haven't finished my my other series yet on um, the the shape of stories, where I, I talked about. Um, George's Poulte's uh, 36 dramatic situations. That's coming. That's coming. It's 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 gone, but not forgotten. I've got to tell you, uh, this is going to start. I think a series about fanboyism and and fanboy culture. So this is just kind of a first taste of it. We're we're gonna just kind of dip our toe into the the pool of what a fanboy is. And so, what is a fanboy? If I had to describe it, if I had to define it, I would say. A fanboy is someone, uh, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a fanboy. It could be a fan girl as well. Is someone that has such a, uh, a a zeal, a passion for a a subject, a artist, a a series, um, that they. Uh, they fawn over it relentlessly. They can see no, no fault, take no constructive criticism on the subject at hand. Um, And oftentimes if it is, if it is a person, if it is a celebrity, they will make excuses for maybe poor behavior or uh, they will uh, talk about maybe a performance that wasn't that great. But then again, you know, make all kinds of excuses and explanations as to why it wasn't wasn't that good. And I have I have oftentimes joked on this podcast that I am a uh, that I'm a Microsoft fanboy, that I'm an Xbox fanboy and I am. I do in, enjoy those things. I also see the merit in a Sony PlayStation 5. I think Sony and PlayStation have made a bunch of good games. So I I am a fanboy in that I have my my own preference. However, with the, the culture wars in gaming specifically, uh, that isn't always the case. And there are people that will, will die on their particular branded hill. And it's so funny because these things that you have so attached yourself to or a fanboy has so attached themselves to are oftentimes these gigantic corporations that they, it's, it's like a tragic love story. It really is because these people, they, they throw their lives and their wills and their arguments behind this giant corporation that doesn't know that they exist. That is a, a, a princess locked away in a high tower that has no idea that this peasant is defending their honor <laughs> in the grotto below. They just they just don't know it and they don't care. They're indifferent because they're giant corporations. They just want your money. And to to that end, a fanboy or a fanboy culture behind a certain product or a certain celebrity or a certain series can it can help. It can boost the signal of those particular franchises and properties. But there there gets to be a point where it can almost hurt those franchises and properties and what i mean by that is is when <laughs> when a fanboy or a a a fan culture or fan group behind a thing is is so fanatical they're so rabid that anytime the property puts something new out they 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 poo poo on it they <laughs> i don't know why i said that so slow they uh Gosh, uh, and I'm sorry. This is what happens when you don't get a scripted, Dustin. You get this this rambling incoherence that is uh, myself on the Friday show. And like I've said before, you get that incoherence anyway. It's just written, and so I can go through it a little bit more. So if a property puts something out, and I'm thinking specifically now of Star Wars, think of the original trilogy. How how beloved. That original Star Wars trilogy is now think to when the prequels came out and the prequels, uh, they were they were very much. uh, Oh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? They were very much disdained by the general Star Wars movie going public when they first came out. And I remember thinking, you know, not and not being a huge Star Wars fan myself thinking they're not bad movies. The special effects are kind of fun. You know, This kind of a fun story with the pod racers and whatnot. But I guess that wasn't... My, my least favorite of the prequels was the second one because it was very, very boring, if I remember correctly. But yet, yeah, fast forward again to when the new Star Wars trilogy came out. I'm talking Force Awakens. I'm talking Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. The fans of Star Wars, when Force Awakens came out, were so terrible to that movie. And they're saying, oh, it's just a retreading of the old movie. Then when The Last Jedi came out, they were so terrible to that movie. Oh, it's just woke PC uh, culture, and you've ruined the legacy of the Skywalkers with this anyone-can-be-a-Jedi a sort of thing. And then when uh, The Rise of Skywalker came out, I, I know there were detrimental things said about that as well uh, to include the the emperor coming back and I everything mean, spoilers for the new trilogy by the way if you didn't if you didn't already see that one but the point is uh the prequels now interestingly enough have been looked at now through these kind of rose-colored glasses where people look back on them and they go oh they weren't that bad and there's actually kind of a growing cult uh, adoration for this. And I don't know if it's just like revisionist history that these people have for this particular franchise, but it's it's interesting and it's bizarre. And I I wonder, because Star Wars is not done making trilogies. They're done with the Skywalker saga, they've said as much, but they're going to continue making movies in the Star Wars universe. And when these new movies come out in three, four, five, the next decade, uh I can only imagine that this this current trilogy that just got completed will be looked back with a a fond memory as well. So does that mean that uh, in order for a property to uh, achieve the approval of its fanboy culture that lurks in the shadows beneath it is the only secret ingredient time? Does more time need to pass in order for something that was maybe disdained by an original um, fan group to then fall in their good favor? You just need a little just need to sprinkle a little time. My, my first experience with fanboyism or uh, fanboy culture, I guess was my my sister. so it was actually a fan uh, girl. She, uh, she always would say I'm, I'm fangirling out. Um, I guess that's not true. That's probably not my first experience. It was probably one of the console wars at some point, probably a Nintendo versus a PlayStation thing uh, back in the day with my brother, probably. Uh, But she fangirled out over a Internet celebrity. You might know him uh, one YouTube star, Mr. PewDiePie. um, And she would squeal and scream and get very excited. And these kinds of fans have existed Way before the internet as well, you know, and they're the ones that stand outside of an actor's hotel room and scream and squeal and say, can you, can I have your autograph or go find them at their home? Don't go find people at their homes. That's not a good, that's not a, a good look. But what drives a fanboy to, to practice this fanatical nature to, to practice, practice this over, overzealous obsession with an art. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Honestly, if I were to guess, if I were to hazard a guess, I would say that to be a fanboy, you <laughs> and it's going to it's going to sound really shitty of me to say, but you probably don't have a lot going on. You You don't have a lot going on in your life. And it's just kind of that next step from enjoying a hobby, enjoying a craft to really um, to, to, to really just putting your all into it and making it your whole universe, your whole life, and you avoid or neglect things in your personal life to include family and friends for the sake of this celebrity of this series of this hobby of this craft. And so I think it's a, it's a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose, a, uh, a thing that you feel like you are responsible for. And to that end, you not only uh, enjoy the thing so much, but you also imprint that thing on onto your personality. And so now if someone insults Star Wars or if they insult uh, Naruto or if they insult maybe the particular uh, make of vehicle that you drive then because it is, is so now firmly imprinted upon your personality, you take a personal affront to that. It is personally offensive because not only have they, uh, have they called Sony terrible, but by proxy they are calling you terrible as well. So I think, that's what drives a fanboy: is a sense of purpose to a specific uh, culture or thing or event or artist or um, or creation or or property, and I think um, that kind of personal uh, attachment is what gets them so riled up when you insult the thing. Uh, and it, like I said, it is funny that a fanboy is so defensive of their chosen of their chosen beloved and that they would go so far as to insult it demean it or deride it like Star Wars and saying that they don't know how to do my Star Wars story right and it's a very personal affront to their 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 character and their person that that's what i think drives a, a fanboy now like i said fanboyism is not necessarily all a net negative there are positive aspects to uh, being a fanboy now fanboys yes they think they know the characters better than the creators and in some cases that may be true because in some cases uh, creators of a thing especially in this age of reboots and remakes and remasters uh, a fanboy can maybe know the characters better and so by having these vocal fanboys we can oftentimes get a better product uh, as an end result. Think of Sonic the Hedgehog. When that first Sonic the Hedgehog came out, which I still think is a lie. I never think that Sonic... I don't think that that Sonic was ever intended to be released into theaters into the wild. But when that original Sonic trailer came out and there was such an outcry on the Internet... Well, eventually, the the studio said, we hear you loud and clear, and we are going to change. And they changed Sonic. uh, They changed his character design, I think, much for the better. I mean, everyone thinks much for the better. It was a much better Sonic than we would have had otherwise. I mean, that's, you know, still a personal uh, hill I would die on to say that... uh, Sonic was actually never going to be that Sonic. He was always the redesign. That was just a viral marketing campaign to get more people behind the Sonic movie once they quote-unquote acquiesced to the demands of the fanboys. But that's neither here nor there. Also, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. That was produced because of a fan uproar from these overzealous fans who wanted the uncut... Jack, 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 Jack Ziders, (laughs) Zack Snyder's, uh, Justice League. And so I think that we do get some, some things out of it. And they do want now Zack Snyder's, um, Justice League trilogy. They want the Zack Snyder verse back, whether they get it or not. It's also not always a good idea to acquiesce to fanboys, um, Because sometimes they think they know the characters. Uh, And and one thing that I really do enjoy is when there are fanboys in a certain, uh, we'll just call it what it is, a certain cult around an item, and they, among themselves disagree. And so there will be like, no, I know the characters the best. No, I know the characters best. And they will fight uh, for what they think is best for the franchise, which in oftentimes may be down too deep of a rabbit hole, because you have to remember that the people making these movies and the people writing these books, um, they have their own ideas I mean, it is their their children, their their child that they have created and crafted to give out to the public. So they probably know best. Well, in many cases, they know best. Um, but it's fun when an audience thinks that they know the characters better than the author uh, themselves, and oftentimes uh, better than their other other fanboy or fangirl counterparts. There's another in- interesting aspect to. Uh, fanboyism, which is if you're a fanboy, if you are a uh, very excited member of a certain community that has rallied around a particular subject, then you would think that one of your primary goals would be to convince people that they need to go see this movie or they need to read this book because it's the best book it's the best movie that has ever uh, been made or written however oftentimes fanboy culture can go hand in hand with another term called gatekeeping so what is gatekeeping gatekeeping is where you have you 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 know I am such a fan of Star Wars. Uh, what was your favorite Star Wars? And they say, "Well, my favorite Star Wars was The Last Jedi." I really liked The Last Jedi. And then I say, as the fanboy, I say, "You liked <laughs> The Last Jedi? Are you kidding? The Last Jedi was actually the worst movie in the series. You're you're not a real fan." And with a reaction like that from a fanboy. How do you think a general movie going public or a a general conversation you think that is going to steer someone to like the property that you enjoy? You think it's going to to steer them to make that property more popular? No, it's going to turn them off of the whole thing. Oh, you're you're not a real anime fan unless you're not a real gamer unless gatekeeping is a huge problem and you would think it lies in, in just direct and diametric op- opposition to fanboyism. But oftentimes, these two things go hand in hand. Because a fanboy is a purist. <laughs> they have puritanical views when it comes to their product being the way that they think it should be. And boy-um, boy-um, fanboyism is not just relegated to video games and movies and books and comics. Fanboyism is everywhere in our society. and I think it has a large part to do, like I said, with belonging, with purpose, with personality. Uh, so you can find fanboys in politics. Have you ever have you ever met a fanboy of a particular politician? Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty fun to deal with. There's fanboys in music. There's fanboys in popular culture. There's fanboys in um, in sports. There's fanboys in automotive uh, things, technology things. There are the fanboyism often times is associated with a technology or a brand. You know these people that are uh, hardcore Apple users. You know these people that are uh, hardcore, uh, you know Nike sneaker fans. Like fanboyism is not exclusive to any one thing and it has roots in uh, just human tribalism. Like, I belong to this group and I want to become an expert within this group. Oh, yeah, expertise within fanboyism. Uh, And I don't know if those things go hand in hand. Maybe they do because I I would think to be a fanboy, you would have to have a, a compulsive and obsessive um, relationship with whatever the subject it is that you have chosen to, to, I guess, uh, make such a integral part of your personality. Um, yeah, I, I think that, and there's a term for it too. Um, when you are an ultra fan of someone, I I've heard the term a lot lately, it's a, a Stan, you know, I, I Stan Will Ferrell or I Stan Jack Black. And that, I guess, came from uh, Eminem back in 2000 or something. But it means stalker fan. So you're like an ultra obsessed, uh, ultra super fan of these of these people or these properties. I stand, I stand One Piece. I mean, if I were to if I were to say I stand anything, I'd I'd stand One Piece. This is just kind of an introductory segment on on fanboys. I. I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds here. I think I am going to script something out. This was just kind of my uh, my my random thought process on fanboys. And I, I got to thinking of it because I do see people online arguing. Usually it's about two things that are in opposition to each other. Oftentimes it will be two things that are in maybe the same genre or wheelhouse, but are of a different brand, man. It's, it's like, a you know, Netflix versus a Hulu. Um, you, I mean, you, you could think of uh, many examples, I'm sure, but that is going to be it for my Friday show today. I told you I was going to talk a little bit about fanboys. This is not done. I'm going to uh, call this, uh, um, uh, fanboys, uh, number one, <laughs> maybe I'll think of a more creative title for that. Uh, I am heading out today. I'm going to go meet up with uh, Anthony, my co-host. We're going to record a bunch of episodes. Maybe he's going to take me to a comic book store. I'm very excited about that. Today, Venom is out, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not gone and seen Venom yet, uh, let me know what you think about it. I'm Hopefully, I'm going to see it tonight or tomorrow. That's... At least the plan. I'm, I'm going to see it before this weekend is over. I'm very excited for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Um, I'm going to go get those goldfish now, I think. If you guys have goldfish and you're listening to this, grab yourself some goldfish. You know, you would have been smart if you would have grabbed the goldfish ahead of time, if you would have got them at the beginning of this episode. Because I think if you got a little bowl of goldfish, a a 25-minute, 26-minute episode would have done you real nice to finish off that, finish off that bowl of goldfish. But that's it for the Friday show today. Yeah, you know, stay tuned for our other shows. We've got on today's episode, uh, Weekend Wire, Monday Madness, and the Culture Jack News Desk as well. Uh, you can get a hold of us if you would like to be featured on the podcast. Send us a question. Send us a comment. Send us something we can make an episode out of, and we will happily feature feature you and, and give you credit for your, your comment or your question. You can get a hold of us at Culture Jack on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube channel. You can leave us a comment on any one of the platforms. I, I mean, that's probably not a good idea. We don't check all the platforms we're on because we're on everything. We're on some... There was one called Book Listen that I saw that we were on today. I don't even know how our podcast is getting on these things anymore. But leave us a comment on our, our social media. We'll get it there. Or send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to write you back and or feature you on this damn podcast so that's it for the friday show thank you very much have a good weekend and cheers